Is the fear of not asking the right question making you lose your nerve? In the last episode, we established that high-impact questions have the power to ignite trust, dialogue, discovery, and insight in our coaching conversations. Now, in today's episode, Rhonda and Dale share their own experiences as leaders and coaches, drawing tips and techniques from their successes and failures. Hear how they navigated the questioning roller coaster. Welcome to Conversations for Fearless Leaders, hosted by Dale Lachlan of Trinidad and Tobago and Rhonda York of the United States. Join us in our second podcast series as we explore how coaching is an essential skill leaders need to embrace as a powerful leadership strategy. We will cover how you can use coaching to catalyze change as well as accelerate employee and team performance. Listen as we share impactful tools and tips that you can use to immediately enhance your style of leadership. Come journey with us as we share insights and stories drawn from our combined 40 years of experience in business and corporate leadership and as executive coaches. We hope you enjoy the journey. So Dale, I want to share a story with you about a client that I worked with years ago. And one afternoon she called me and she said, okay, I need you to do that thing you do. What are you talking about? You know, when I talk and, and, and you just ask those questions and I went, oh, okay. I said, we'll start talking. And I never really thought about it. You know, you and I ask our clients to reflect and be aware of conversations that they have and the impact. And it was that example that made me realize that what made me valuable to my clients as their coach was the questions that I asked, because that's what moved them forward. And this has been, I know, well over 15 years ago that that conversation happened, but I remember it so well because of the impact on me that helped me really learn and understand the value of asking questions. I love that, Rhonda. Just do that thing that you do, which of course is coaching. That's what coaching is. So folks, in our first episodes in this um, series, Leader as Coach, we defined coaching as connection, as trust, as conversation, as relationship, and as leadership. And we shared with you five essential steps that you can use in any coaching conversation. So today, what Rhonda and I are going to do is to focus on how you as a leader coach, can become more intentional in your use of high-impact questions, which you know about now, in each of the five essential steps. Now, why is that important? This is one of the why questions I like to use. Why bother? Because we want you to be able to navigate your everyday coaching conversations with ease and for your performers to experience the power 
of your high-impact coaching questions. So step one, for example, in those five steps we talked about was always be prepared. Clarify your intention for the coaching conversation. Now, at this point, you're asking yourself some questions. You're asking yourself, well, what is my purpose here? What is my intention? What do I want to make possible? What do I want my performer to experience from me during this conversation? And what story do I want my performer to walk away with and to tell others about after our coaching conversation? Those questions, when you use them to prepare for each of your coaching conversations, put you in a situation where you can truly stay present. That allows you in the moment to think of just the right question to ask. And Dale, I think what you just mentioned reinforces what you and I have talked about before in other episodes about the conversations and questions. Really, the first conversation starts with self. And for this, asking the first questions is asking them of self when we're talking about my purpose, my intent, what, how do I want the person to feel when they walk away? I'm not asking anyone else that but myself. And that's where I need to come up with those answers before And if we do that step one to clarify the intention, that helps build the trust. And so our second step would be making sure that there's trust and transparency. And this is also included when we've talked previously about psychological safety, how we set up the conversation, how we begin it even the space, the physical space that we're in that helps the performer, the person we're having the conversation to feel confident, to feel safe, that there's privacy, confidentiality. All those things are so important, again, to help move the conversation forward. And... um, So when we're talking about listening and asking, what do you want to get from this situation? What might you do differently? What's going on with you? And I have to ask those in a way that's sincere. And again, that's where my tone, my words, and my body language have to also indicate that I do care and that I'm sincere And that it's really a safe place for this person to share their answers, that they don't have to give me the answer they think I'm looking for. I want what they're really thinking. That example that you shared with us earlier, Rhonda, where your client came to you, or in this case, the performer comes to the leader and says, I need you to do that thing you do. Can we have a conversation? Can I have a few minutes of your time? I need you to do that thing you do. You know, I want you to ask me the questions that make me think. Um, That really 
is proof that the trust is there when the performer comes to you and initiates the coaching conversation. I remember in this one case, um, I was the manager of the department and one of my performers, an excellent performer, um, we didn't talk that often, quite frankly, from a coaching point of view. She was just top class at her work. The customers loved her. Every so often, though, there might be a little issue that came up in terms of, as she met with other people in the, in, 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 in the organization, through whom she had to get the products made that they custom for her customers. And every so often, her zeal would lead to some conversational issues, put it that way. But she would come to me, and typically, I kind of knew in advance of what was going on, because I would hear it. She would come to me and say, I need a few minutes of your time. I need you to listen to me. And I need you to ask me some questions. And that's essentially what would happen. So she would set the scene, and that's what I would do. I would listen. Now, she knew that the questions I asked her would be non-judgmental, and they were, would be designed to help her think through the situation and to come up with what she felt and what she always knew would be the right thing to do. And again... It was so interesting to, to have those kinds of conversations initiated by the performer. Because you see, if the performer feels criticized or threatened, they're going to become defensive. And that takes all the power out of your high impact question, because instead of it landing with power and opening up space for thought and reflection, and innovation, that person is going to shut down because they're feeling ostracized and criticized. So some of the questions you might ask in situations like this would be, well, what did you do next? Not why did you do what you did, but what did you do next? What was your intention when you did that? Again, not why did you do that? Why did you choose to do that? Or again, ask, well, what were you trying to make happen? Again, the what questions. Being able to ask them without the sense of um, criticism or judgment. The third step is about listening to connect and understand. So here we use our high impact questions to reveal hidden meaning. And, and I think you alluded to that just now, Rhonda, didn't you? When the questions you asked were designed to get deeper, to find out more. So sometimes you might just say, tell me more or something. Yeah. Right. And that what's the question behind the question and 
to to give that story briefly, I was doing some 360 interviews for one of my leaders and a member of their team had not been part of the interview process. And as I was leaving one day, the person asked, are you interviewing all Mr. Smith's team members? And I just sensed that there was more. And that's when I asked, what's the question behind your question? And she said, I'm on his team, but I wasn't part of the interview process. And that was really her question, not are you interviewing all their team members? So by knowing what this person really wanted to know, gave me the opportunity to give them the right answer. But I had to be intuitive enough, observant, and in the present moment to realize that there was more behind that question. One of the questions I like to ask is the what's stopping you question. So the person may be talking about, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. Hmm, Interesting. What's stopping you? Tell me what's stopping you from doing it. And very often there's a pause. Really, what is stopping me from doing it? Again, high impact question, helping the performer to realize a movie or story that they've built up in their own minds that they've created on their own, that they're telling themselves and starting to believe, but that is not real. Exactly, because by asking them that, again, a client says was doing consulting work and they made the comment, well, I guess I can't work for a full-time job while I do consulting. And I go, What's behind that thought process? And it really made them stop and think it was a story, something they had convinced themselves. But when they thought about it, they realized it wasn't true. The thing is, and that takes us into step four, staying present and engaged throughout the conversation. We cannot afford as leader coaches to lose focus. And, you know, sometimes one of the questions we have to ask ourselves right in the middle of the conversation is, well, why am I asking that question? Am I asking this question because it's the right question for now, that it's going to take this conversation further? Or am I asking it because I want to satisfy my curiosity? Because the moment the question, the reason for the question becomes something about you as the leader and not about the performer, you see the focus changes and you're no longer present in the moment in the way that you need to be. You've actually shifted the center of a focus from the performer back to you. And that's really not what you want to do, is it? No, that's not about me at all. Because that's the kind of situation within a coaching conversation that when the performer starts to feel that you're going down your line of questioning, see, 
they start, distrust can start to crop up. Well, why is he asking me all of this? That's not really relevant for me. Mm-hmm. No, so, and they can tell if if the trust level is going down, if they're being judged. So again, going back to tone, body language, and the words we use, all that contributes to that trust level and feeling judged. Mm-hmm. And then step five is clarify, which is how, you, as you come then to the end of the coaching conversation, clarifying the value of the coaching conversation for the performer, what their next steps might be. So you might simply be asking, well, what was valuable for you in today's conversation? What stands out for you in our conversation so far? Because sometimes you can use that kind of question midway through to just sort of check in and make sure the conversation from the performer's perspective is going where they want it to go. What are your possible next steps? And that might lead to quite an interesting conversation where the performer is considering and weighing up what, in fact, those possible next steps might be, in which case you might be asking, okay, specifically then, what will you do? And by when? And what could stop you? And what support do you need from me? At this point, what you're doing is indicating the wrapping up of the conversation, the closing of the conversation. When next shall we meet? Closing again this conversation as you started with trust and transparency. So, and I, and I like asking, what do you need for me and or the organization? Because not only am I wanting this person to grow, but I also want them to understand that I am here to support them, that I have their back, that we're on this journey together. Because if they succeed, the team succeeds. And we all succeed. And that's really what we're looking for today. So I would say, Dale, that for today, it would be great for our leaders to practice some of these, be aware of the steps and notice what they're doing. Again, as we said in a previous episode, reflect back on your conversations and the questions that you ask be observant, really listen and reflect and reach out to Dale and I at www.conversationsforfearlessleaders.com. We'd love to hear how it goes for you. And if you have any questions or topics you would like for us to address, please let us know. Thanks. And we hope to see you in the next episode. 